the apparently, apparently, if it wasn't bad enough that the Democratic Party um, generally blames progressives for their failures, generally, generally blames Republicans for their failures, generally blames the mailman for their failings. Now we have a new, a new edition of the Democratic Party excuse machine or gaslighting. But in this new edition of Democratic Party gaslighting, I'd rather just, you know, maybe I need to change it to the United States of gaslighting. Um, In this new edition, now, apparently, Joe Biden, President Biden, uh, and the House of Representatives that the Democrats control, and the Senate that the Democrats control, apparently, they are inept, erectilely defunct, paralyzed, because of the Senate parliamentarian. Yes, the Senate parliamentarian. The all-powerful, the all-godly, the totally unelected Senate parliamentarian is why we cannot have a minimum wage of $15 an hour, which, by the way, is not enough. This is the slow diet of gradualism, even suggesting $15 is enough. It's not enough. Now we can't do anything because of the Senate parliamentarian, which, by the way, is not an elected position. By the way, the Senate parliamentarian is basically someone who advises, not rules. It's being reported that the Senate parliamentarian ruled that you can't put a $15 minimum wage into the coronavirus relief bill of $1.9 trillion. He don't rule, or she in this case, they advise I'm not talking uh, rectile defunct, wrong term, excuse me. So let's get something straight here, okay? And I'm just going to play, let's start this uh, with our friends at Rising, because Sagar, I think, made an obvious point. And if you don't know what I'm saying, basically Joe Biden, the Democratic Party, is saying we we are not able to add like we thought we were going to be, we thought, we want, we want that $15 minimum wage, but the Senate parliamentarian says no. Um, so we can't put it in, but we'll get to it later. Yeah, we'll get to it later. We'll do it in a standalone bill. It's a great question. One that remains to this day. Mm. And yeah, look, I want people to understand. And I've talked with some friends, uh, on the Republican side on Capitol Hill who are like, you need to tell your audience, your left audience. It's not that they can't do this. They don't want to on do minimum it. wage. Yeah, he's like, they were like, look, We had all the scenarios gamed out on our side for Obamacare. We literally fired the parliamentarian back in 2001 on the Bush tax cuts. Like, if you want to do it, it can be done. They simply do not want to do it. And they're gaslighting you with fake excuses. And if you don't want to do it, just admit it. Just say, we don't want to have the minimum wage. Gaslighting you, gaslighting you, gaslighting you with fake excuses. Sagar makes the point that, yeah, the Republicans, they fired the parliamentarian or you could just blow off the parliamentarian. This isn't a thing. Uh, Republicans pushed Trump's one point eight trillion dollar tax BJ for the rich through through budget reconciliation. I believe the Senate parliamentarian said you couldn't do that and they did it anyway. So this is, of course, nonsense. And of course, I mean, let's let's just call it what it is. Uh, Who I, I think Ro Khanna tweeted this out and it was a brilliant, brilliant thought. So let me get something straight. We are going to not fight for a $15 minimum wage, which by the way is not even enough. 
it's not enough. You index for inflation last couple decades, we'd be closer to 23 to $25 a month. But you are saying, you know, with bombing Syria, launching war, overthrowing governments, that we don't need to go to Congress. We don't need, a, you know, we don't need to follow protocol. We don't need to follow the Constitution. But a $15 wage for working people, well, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Senate parliamentarian, throw your, you know, throw your hands up. What can you do? It is, is there a term beyond gaslighting? Um, if there's a term behind, you know, drop it in, drop it in the chat. Because I don't think gaslighting is strong enough, frankly. And here's just one example. Here's this one example. In just a few hours, the House is going to vote on President Biden's $1.9 trillion uh, relief package for COVID. A lot of your progressive colleagues are very unhappy uh, with the Senate ruling by the parliamentarian uh, that the $15 federal minimum wage increase will not be included in this bill uh, under these rules that require only 50, 51 votes. So what should Democrats do now, a standalone bill on a federal minimum wage increase? Uh, I think that's what we need to do, Jake. This The budget reconciliation process, as you understand, is very sort of uh, arcane. Um, most things in the Senate take 60 votes right now under Senate rules to legislate. A budget reconciliation bill, you can do it with 50 votes, but each provision of the bill has to be primarily budgetary in nature rather than a policy change. And the Senate parliamentarian has ruled that an increase in the minimum wage that would affect vast swaths of the private economy more than the federal budget is more of a policy change than a budgetary change. But but I will say to anybody watching this show, Democrats are unified about raising the minimum wage. And if we can't do it through a reconciliation bill, we'll figure out another way to do it. There may be things in this reconciliation bill that we can do to set the stage. You've uh, reported and your other reporters have about penalizing large companies that don't uh, uh, conform to this minimum wage goal that Democrats share. We'll explore those, mm-hmm. but if we can't do reconciliation, we're going to do it. If we can't do it through reconciliation, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Oh, yeah? When are you going to do it? When are they going to do it? If you can't do it through reconciliation, when are you going to do it? So, let me, let me be very clear, folks, for those of you in the back. Number one, because Jake Tupperware is just a mannequin. He's not there to do journalism. Number one, the Senate parliamentarian doesn't rule. He's not a king or she's not a king in this case. Number two, they advise. Number three, Jake Tupperware, you know, little tongue-tied there, can't perform journalism. If it were me, I would have said, well, what do you mean it can't? It doesn't have an impact on the budget. The Congressional Budget Office scored it, gave it a score. That's what the Congressional Budget Office does. They said over 10 years, I think it was, it would add $54 billion to the federal deficit. So that's not just a policy change. That's a budgetary thing. It would add $54 billion to the the budget. They're now even abandoning... The backup plan. 
Senior Democrats abandoned backup plan on $15 minimum wage. Oh, we, you know, we can't do it because of the Senate parliamentarian, but here's the backup plan. Two hours later, oh, we're abandoning that too. Senior Democrats are abandoning a backup plan to increase the minimum wage through a corporate tax penalty after encountering numerous practical and political challenges in drafting their proposal over the weekend, according to two people familiar with the deliberations. On Thursday, the Senate parliamentarian said that the $15 an hour minimum wage included in Biden's stimulus package, $1.9 trillion package, was inadmissible under the rules Democrats are using to pass the bill. After that decision, Ron Wyden and Bernie Sanders said they would instead seek to add tax penalties on large corporations, an idea viewed as less likely to be struck down by the parliamentarian. Have you ever before the last week heard of a Senate parliamentarian, but now all of a sudden we can't do a goddamn thing because of the unelected Senate parliamentarian? Is this really the nonsense they're trying to sell right now? That, you know, we really want to do it. We just can't do it because the unelected Senate parliamentarian is just, our hands are tied. Here's the reality, okay? Here's the reality. Joe Biden, rightly so, his top priority is coronavirus and stopping the coronavirus. To that, uh, this administration has gotten it together a lot more than Trump. You got to give him credit on that. They have actual press conferences daily, uh, virtually. Um, the cases have gone down. I don't attribute that to anything Biden's doing. It's just, you know, uh, we're further and further away from the Thanksgiving and Christmas increase because of all the travel. Um, more people are being vaccinated. So it's not really just, it's not like Biden has done something, but at least they're taking it more seriously. And at least he's saying wear a mask. So that's a positive. And Corona truthers, I don't have time for you. So if there's trolls, go away. But his main priority is to stop the spread, rebound the economy, rebound the economy, which will entail the unemployment rate slowly going down, even though the unemployment rate is really a BS indi uh, indicator of economic health. It always has been. That's, that's what the stock market looks at. That's what CNBC and cable news looks at. So Joe Biden wants to stop the spread of the coronavirus. Wonderful. Have the economy rebound through the unemployment number going down, which will actually largely be because millions of people are going to just stop looking for work. As I talk right now, 50% of the jobs have not returned that have been lost in March and April of last year. 50% have not returned. And then after those things are conquered, he's going to do a bunch of performative things that won't offend or threaten Wall Street, but the media and the campaign machine will push forward. He'll do some woke kind of stuff. You know, more diversity, tax credits for diversity, maybe a path for immigration. But on actually doing a goddamn thing about this country being a rigged system of political bribery, he ain't going to do a damn thing. If Actually, it's only going to get worse. Here's uh, Biden's press secretary today. I was actually surprised because she actually had some decent journalistic questions. She was actually challenged slightly. Let's listen to this ridiculous 
gaslighting. Parliamentarian decision, you said that he respects that decision, but progressives don't understand this. In some respect, they're like, why not fight for this? So why is the White House not more aggressively challenging that and sending the vice president to try and you know, potentially overrule that with the vote? Well, uh, the the decision for a vice, the vice president to uh, vote to overrule or to take a step to overrule is not a simple decision. Uh, it would also require 50 votes. Uh, as you know, it's not a one-step decision. And the president and the vice president both respect uh, the history of the Senate. Uh, they are both formally served in the Senate, and that's not an action we intend to take. But I. The president is committed to raising the minimum wage, to working to determine the best vehicle forward to doing that. That's why he put it in the package. He wants it to be raised to $15 an hour, and he will be in touch with uh, leaders uh, from all wings of the party in determining the best path forward for that. So let me get this straight. Let me get something straight. Uh, Biden, who's been in uh, Washington for, I don't know, 100 years, uh, Biden so respects the institutions of the Senate. He so respects the institution of the Senate that he can't dare, dare um, overrule. Again, you're not overruling because she's not ruling. It's advising. Those are two different things. But can't dare overrule because of Senate norms, but he could very, very casually bomb Syria without consulting Congress whatsoever. I don't know. Senate norms over here. Senate norms over here. Constitution over here. Can't breach Senate norms. Constitution? Eh. Eh. Constitution. 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 This is laughable, folks. It's laughable. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Donald Trump, I'm not going to cover it. He's still got his legion of cult followers. Donald Trump won 75 million voters. Most voters a sitting president has ever won. Most, most uh, voters a Republican has ever gotten. And the Democrats are doing nothing. I'm sorry, folks. I hate to say it. I'm going to read for you what the, what the coronavirus stimulus is. Child tax credit. Uh, 2000 to 3000 per child, 6 to 17, and 3600 for children under the age of 6. I'm not going to poo-poo it. It's going to help a lot of people. But is that going to save you? Is that going to save you if you've lost your job? Is that going to save you if your hours have been cut? Is that going to save you if your job is not coming back? If that, is that going to save you if you are months and months and months behind on rent or your mortgage and you don't have a cancellation of that debt? Is $30 billion in emergency rental assistance going to help you when, again, we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars people are in debt, back pay? Well, let's skip that minimum wage increase because that's gone. $1,400 check. That gonna, what's that going to do for you? Again, these are all incremental because this is the United Corporations of America. Incremental. They look okay on the surface. Band-aids to an economic gunshot wound 
$1,400 check? Is that going to help you when, I don't know, my guess would be 40, maybe 50% of people, that's their monthly rent. Get it, that is. If you're lucky to get it, if you're lucky to get it on time. This is all band-aids. And what we saw from the 2008 financial crash and this current situation, by all accounts, is worse. Is a lot of these corporations ended up doing more with less. A lot of these corporations did not bring back the jobs. General Motors, by the way, just laid off 170 in Flint. Barely got any media attention. Barely a drop in the bucket when 170 workers are laid off. Right here. General Motors lays off 170 employees at Flint plant as if Flint hasn't dealt with enough over the years. By the way, for the 400 people watching, I don't want to tease you. Boy, is there a story coming out soon. I don't want to say soon because I don't know when, but is there a story coming out? On Flint. And I'll just leave it there. I know you don't like me teasing you, but boy, is there a story coming out? Probably the most corrupt thing I've ever reported. Jen has been working with me on it, and it is... (sighs) Crime of the century kind of stuff. So stay tuned. So let me play you another clip. This is going to be a long one, so I'll stop and start. I I hope none of you are on an empty stomach, by the way. Here is uh, a long, long little clip from yesterday's Sunday show with George Stuff a little Rom, I covered up the murder of a 17-year-old black guy so I can get reelected, La- Laquan McDonald, Rahm Emanuel, and a couple others. Let's take a look at the framing by Rom Emanuel. Former president, so we're going to get to him later, Ron. Let's begin with President Biden and this COVID package. We saw the difficulties he's facing right now in the Senate. You have senators like Maisie Rono saying minimum wage has to be in the bill. You lose one Democratic senator, it goes down. How does he solve that problem? Well, first of all, I think the Democrats will support this package because it, it has a lot in it that is very good, uh, both for the COVID and the economy. I actually think the minimum wage, if it's not in it, is an opportunity. And that is, you can both get it. It can't be in it, can it? No, I don't. I think the parliamentarian is pretty clear, and the White House is pretty clear. They're going to live with that ruling. But it's an opportunity to build a bipartisan coalition. You got to love this. I got to stop. I'm sorry to stop so soon. Right out of the gate. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity, he says. $15 minimum wage, not being in the bill. Look at this as an opportunity. No, no, don't worry that your house is on fire. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity, I say. And then George Stephanopoulos says, it can't be in the bill, can it? Well, why can't it? Aren't you the journalist? Why are you just going along with this ridiculous framing that it can't be in the bill? Are are you a journalist, George Stephanopoulos? So right out of the gate, Rahm Emanuel is gaslighting the hell out of you, saying... This is an opportunity, folks. Don't worry if you're rationing medicine and groceries. Don't worry if you got to choose between medicine, groceries, the electric bill, the car payment. Don't worry about that. It's an opportunity, and I'll tell you why soon. Here we go. 
minimum wage, earned income tax credit, Mitt Romney's idea of the child credit, and build a coalition around fighting poverty. And I actually think you will, and I think the president will have, and this is also a challenge to Republicans, if you think COVID is out of control and the economy is bad, a vote no is going to look okay. But if you think you're getting COVID under control and the economy is coming back, then a no vote on a very popular package is going to come back to haunt you in 18 months politically. And so I do think that this is an opportunity to get the minimum wage and get his entire package done. But if you do it somewhere else, is that good enough for progressives? I don't think so. You have to do it here. And I think what we're, we're realizing is that this is a very, very popular position, $15 minimum wage. Yep. And if you don't attach it to this package, you're going to compromise it away. We're already seeing Republicans say, let's start at 10, let's work our way up. When we know that this number is already really low compared to what it should be based on inflation. And so you put it on in the bill, you whip your caucus. Joe Biden is saying- Joe Manchin has already said he's not going to do it. Well, Joe Biden came in on the promise that he could bring Republicans in. If he can't control his caucus, we're in trouble. He needs to do whatever it takes. And guess what? If Manchin is bold enough to vote down the entire bill with $15 an hour, then he, he needs to be ready to take the heat. People in West Virginia need this $15 an hour. They need this COVID package. Why are we worried about compromising away $15 minimum wage? That is a policy that progressives have wanted for a long time, and it's not a timely one. COVID is a timely issue. We need this now. We need it timely, and we need it targeted. We need all of it. And Democrats have- so let me get something straight. Let me get something straight. Um, this Republican hack says, oh, $15 minimum wage. That's not a timely matter. That's not a timely matter. Uh, yeah, just, you know, productivity. And by the way, I don't even have a chart for the last decade. This ends around 2012. So productivity, 240% skyrocketing since the 19, uh, 20th century hourly compensation right down there in the toilet. It's, it's not a, it's not an urgent thing to raise the minimum wage for 33 million people. Uh, coronavirus more urgent. And I don't want to poo poo it. Coronavirus is urgent. I'm not saying a $1,400 check wouldn't help. I'm not saying $400 a month wouldn't help, but I'm also saying for the proportion of the problem, it is a Band-Aid for an economic gunshot wound. That's really what neoliberalism is. It creates the economic gunshot, and then it gives you a Band-Aid to treat it. Neoliberalism in a nutshell. Somebody save that. I think that's a good way of putting it. It inflicts the gunshot wound, and then it hands you a Band-Aid. So this Republican, you know, I'm sure she's doing well. Sure, she makes way more than $15 an hour for her bullshit consulting. I'm sure she's got a great health care plan and all that. But this 15 minimum wage is an urgent matter. Alabama is $7.25. I think there's four or five other states that are still at $7.25. A lot of other states are somewhere in the eights. And then the nines. You cannot live off that. Frankly... It's hard to live off $15 an hour. These people are out of their minds. They should not have public platforms. No, I'm not saying cancel them. But if these are the people who have hijacked our information airwaves, no wonder half the country are morons. If Joe Biden, the president, wants it in the bill... By, by God, it would be in the bill. Do you think Donald Trump 
or President Cruz, God forbid, or President Cotton, or President Holly, would ever utter the word Senate parliamentarian? Would even, would that ever enter their mind? They'd fire it, fire the person or disregard it. Are you kidding? That's what people who want to use their power do. You think, you think they would allow the Senate parliamentarian to stop them from going to Afghanistan or Iraq or giving subsidies to Goldman Sachs or subsidies to Raytheon? or subsidies to Lockheed Martin, or subsidies to Pfizer, or subsidies to Silicon Valley? Oh no, nothing stops that. Let me play a little more. Again, hope you're on an empty stomach. Partisan issue that is important to the health and the economy of this country and made it a partisan issue. And so Joe Biden campaigning on being a moderate has, has put a partisanship in an issue that is timely and very critical to the American Perhaps people. that holds on a minimum wage, but, but Chris Christie and I have talked to Senator Portman about this as well. The, the provisions inside this COVID relief bill are popular with Republican voters. Well, listen, uh, yes, about 40%, right? So it's not a majority of Republican voters for sure. Um, but I've known Joe Manchin for 12 years. He's not voting for it. It's it over. He's not, well, good. You know, this is what I love, Yvette, because then Joe Manchin <laughs> is literally the only standing living Democrat left in West Virginia. So you want to treat Joe Manchin that way? Believe me, we'll welcome him and to the we Republican Party. We can organize Party, all of the working no, no, no. class West Virginians good. who need this you, bill. Good. We can you organize can, them. You can organize they them. And in the anybody. meantime, Mitch McConnell will be the majority leader again. Because if you bully Joe Manchin around on this, he, it's hard to be a Democrat yeah. in West Virginia right now, especially statewide. And I take Joe, I've known him for 12 years. Yeah. I take Joe Manchin yeah. his word. He thinks this is bad for the Senate. And he's not going to do it. So if they, this is what I love. I love if every Joe Sunday Manchin being here, listen, watching these. Guys wants argue, to be great. a Ruglan Republican, let him be a Republican. Uh, we will play a Democrat good. against that, 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 that is not a down the village in order to save no, him. No, that's no. great. Hey, because on, if we hey, can't hey, get this done, then we can't get anything no, done. No, no, the caucus all, needs to stick together on this. Wait, wait, here, Excuse me if I don't take my political advice from Mr. Bridgegate, another corrupt jerk-off who should not have a TV platform and a nice contract from ABC. Um, who the f*** made Joe Manchin president of the United States. Can somebody explain that to me? Did you vote for Joe Manchin to be president of the United States? Did you vote for Joe Manchin to be dog catcher? What is this insane nonsense about we need to work our entire political program around the uh sentiments of Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. Let me tell you a little story. Let me tell you a little story, folks. Okay? Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, she used to have uh, a chief of staff named Shoykat, I don't know his last name, and a communications director known as Corbin Trent. Um, they left. She tended, you know, she restaffed with more, you know, traditional uh, Washington lifers. And now, uh, Troycott, Corbin, and a couple other people, they created a super PAC. I forget the name of it, but they created a super PAC. And their whole intent and being is to basically shame corporate senators, corporate Democrats, so they're focusing on the Senate, into action. So what 
this new super PAC, I, I don't know the name, what they did was they went on air in West Virginia on radio, on TV against Joe Manchin. You, very unusual. Joe Manchin doesn't really have much, you know, negative ads other than, you know, his Senate reelections where Republicans are hitting him. But they went on air and the radio in West Virginia, TV in West Virginia, uh, showing, uh, attacking him for being against the $2,000 checks. He said, absolutely not to $2,000 checks. And what do you know? He started getting heat in West Virginia. People started calling him nasty letters, negative media coverage. All of a sudden, he backs off the hell no to $2,000 checks. So do me a favor, Chris Christie. Go eat another Twinkie. Sorry. And shut the fuck up about, oh, I've known him for 12 years and he won't do anything. If, 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 if literally no progress will be had in the United Corporations of America for the next four years because we have to bow down to Joe Manchin, then we should all go home, go to sleep, and call it a life. Seriously. We should all give up. If Joe Manchin, the Almighty, rules the world. Because let me tell you something, okay? Okay. If it was Joe, Biden, if it was Bernie Sanders, who I'm not so happy with right now anyway, but if it was Bernie or a living, breathing progressive in that White House, here's what would happen. You would publicly say, uh, sorry, disagree with the Senate parliamentarian. So we're going to put a $15 minimum wage into the coronavirus relief bill. Uh, $15 minimum wage is not enough, but we're going to start with that. And Mr. Manchin is going to vote for it. Uh, Kristen Cinema is going to vote for it. Here are the statistics in West Virginia for poverty, in Arizona for poverty, for wage stagnation in Arizona, in West Virginia, in opioid abuse, which is heavy in West Virginia. And if they aren't going to vote for it, then I'm going to take the fight to them. As the president of the United States, I'm going to West Virginia. I'm going to Arizona. And they're going to have to explain to the people of West Virginia and Arizona why they won't vote for it. And if they won't vote for it, if they won't listen to the American people who overwhelmingly want a $15 minimum wage, including Republicans, by the way, majority of Republicans, then you know what? I and the DNC, we're going to find uh, people to primary them because they don't belong in Congress. That's how you do it. That is how you do it. And let me tell you something. If he did even a hat, even 50% of what I just said, Joe Manchin wouldn't be blocking because Joe Manchin only cares about Joe Manchin and staying in power. But we can't do that because the Senate parliamentarian says no. The Senate parliamentarian says no. Give me a break. And this, I got to tell you, I'm sorry. Love Bernie. Still have, still have my Bernie action figure. But Bernie, why in the first place did you even play this game with the Senate parliamentarian? And oh, we're going to talk to lawyers and try and get it 
approved by the Senate parliamentarian. Do you did you honestly think that Joe Biden was even leaving it up to the Senate parliamentarian for that reason? Do you not realize that this is all coordinated and the Senate parliamentarian is just doing the bidding because Biden didn't want it in the coronavirus stimulus because Biden doesn't see it as a priority and ultimately is probably closer to it being 11 or $12 an hour, which is what Hillary Clinton wanted when she first ran for president in 2000. Well, her second campaign, she said, I'm closer to $12 an hour and only, only was shamed into it moving to $15 an hour. We're headed towards that territory, folks, where Biden to, you know, bring back the good old days of Democrats and Republicans coming together to screw you. They'll come to 11.50 an hour, something like that. And sell it as a victory. Look, folks, we rescued the economy. We stopped the virus and we increased the minimum wage to a mildly less starvation wage. That's what's happening, folks. That's what's coming. Uh, this is an opportunity rather than a, a burden. And I think we're approaching it wrong. You get people are going to remember when this passes, not that the minimum wage wasn't in it, but that you got actual relief for COVID and the economy, get the economy moving. That is what all the trajectory shows. Number two, I really get this. The minimum wage has to be done. Has to be done. And I think Nancy did a smart thing putting it in there because that's going to be, to be all due respect, knowing it's not going to be in the final package. That's a TV spot against Republicans. Florida showed you $15 popular. Put that package, allow states to ramp off if they don't want to do it. They want to do it at twelve fifty. They want to do it at $13. And then with other things like that are important for fighting poverty, the earned income tax credit and the child credit, then you have a package that people can come together on. I think it's an opportunity. And Joe Biden, I think showing that he's going to fight, is doing exactly, and I believe this, the Democrats will rally behind the president because we need a popular president. And saying that we're going to threaten somebody, when you go back, uh, 92, Bill Clinton won 50 out of 72 counties. Neither Barack Obama or Joe Biden won a single county in West Virginia. Saying we're going to threaten Joe Manchin only makes him more popular. Well, I mean, just, West Virginia. Just back, me, it's I'm saying get him on the field by Bill Shelby in 1992. It didn't work out so well. Now, I was not for that. You were for that. I was against that strategy. <laughs> but, 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 that Richard Shelby flipped parties. That is not the we way can, you do we that. We cannot allow one man from West Virginia to control this this entire yes. next but four at years. At the same time, no more, more than we could allow one man from Kentucky to do it in the last four. At the same time, we cannot allow one facet of the Democratic Party dictate COVID relief. And if you say minimum wage is such an important issue, then it, it should have been taken care of long ago and stand alone. Well, and, and but, but you also need to talk to not just those that are going to benefit from minimum wage, all the people that will lose their jobs if you force. No, uh, I can't. Put, I can't put you through any more of that. I can't put you through any more of that. So. Let me let me just little message for Rahm Emanuel little message for Rahm Emanuel. The American people, frankly, they don't give a damn about the Democrats and the Republicans getting together in some unity. That is a neoliberal West Wing, because all these people got hooked on the West Wing as if that's real life. It's not. Good show. Not the real world. I don't give a damn about unity. I don't give a damn if Democrats and Republicans work together. In fact, I don't want them to work together because when Democrats and Republicans work together, usually what you get is welfare reform, repealing Glass-Steagall, NAFTA, the Iraq War, the Patriot Act. 
crime bill? The list could go on and on. I don't want them working together. The American people voted for Joe Biden. He won. I know some people don't like that, but he won. There was no stolen election. The American people uh, put the, Georgia specifically put the Democrats in there, not so they could work with obstructionist Republicans, so that they could raise the minimum wage. The DNC, this new guy, oh, we got a black DNC chair. Okay, wonderful. Well, it's the same emails asking me for money after abandoning your promises. You told us, DNC, you told us, Biden, you put these two in in Georgia, you're getting a $2,000 check out the door. Well, still waiting for that $2,000 check. I don't care if these black chairmen, I don't care if Neera Tandon is Asian American, I don't care if they're glow in the dark. I don't care if they're holograms. It's all the same bullshit. And I'm sorry, I'm cursing a lot today. And at a certain point, at a certain point, um, I, I want to be clear, I'm not calling for any violence. But at a certain point, the people cannot take anymore. And I think we're getting to that point. At a certain point, the people cannot take anymore. Hope you enjoyed that last video. Hop on over to statuscoup.com where you can sign up for our email list and become a member for as low as five to ten dollars a month. Membership is how we grow. That's statuscoup.com slash join. And remember, join our email list so we can grow the revolution with you.